Hello everybody and happy holidays and welcome to episode number 9 of Ribs and Body Slam recording from the beautiful suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. This is your host Gmo and thank you so much for tuning in this podcast. It's been a it's been a good long week since I've been on here, but it's nice to get back over here. We have a lot to review here within this past week and a half. A lot of wrestling news, a lot of rock news, and definitely a lot of professional wrestling results to cover as well. Obviously, we're we'll going to be covering WWE Survivor Series, Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view that happened, and AEW's full gear results. We'll also be reviewing New Music Fridays, the past two Fridays. And yes, the new brand spanking new record from Exodus, Persona Nagrata. Man, it's just a banger. It's a head-banger album. Thrashy as fuck. So without further ado, before we get the show on the road, just want to plug in a few things really quick. I do have Twitter, Riffs and Body Slams, so feel free to follow me from there. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Just look for Riffs and Body Slam on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. And if you don't like it, if you don't like neither neither one of them, feel free to send me an email. At riffs and body slams at gmail.com. Some of your question, concerns, you got a set list, pictures. You went to AEW's Dynamite here in Chicago if you happen to be there. So, without further ado, let's get the show on the road. All right, so here we are on the riffs portion of the show. We got a couple tour announcements for the year 2022. Juice Priest finally announced the rescheduled North American tour date so that they previously canceled this fall. Um, Looks like some of the dates start in Utah and goes all the way up to Quebec, Canada. And these are these rescheduled dates. And this time, instead of bringing Sabaton, they're going to be bringing Queensryche. So that's a pretty good headliner. So if you have tickets for those canceled dates, hope you have those tickets still on you because you're going to get Queensryche opening up. That's a pretty good package. We have Steel Panther doing a short white Christmas tour. The trek starts in Sacramento, California, November 26th. And ends at Colorado Springs, Colorado, December 16th. So if you happen to be towards somewhat the West Coast and Central United States and you want to still see Steel Panther, hit up Steel Panther's Facebook page or SteelPanther.com. We also have the Blue Ridge Rock Festival making a return next year. Looks like they're going to be returning September 8th to the 11th. 2022 out in, uh, I believe, in Blue Ridge, Virginia. Um, I understand there's been a lot of bad critiques and reviews and very upset concert goers for the year 2021 at the Blue Ridge Festival. I know it's been pretty poor experience when it comes to camping. I heard it was pretty trashy when it comes to cleanliness. So, from my understanding, Blue Ridge Festival's uh, management, they're going to be going through a different management. They're going to try to fix what they went wrong from the year 21. And uh, hopefully they'll make a big difference and change things around for year 2022. So, no headlines, no headliners or acts were provided for next year's. But once it gets released, I'll definitely let you guys know. We have a census fail tour coming in the year 2022, and they're bringing along with them as we came as Romans, Counterparts, and CU Space Cowboy. And the trek starts in March 24th in Las Vegas, Nevada, and ends in April 22nd, Los Angeles, California. Census fail. Uh, I believe the tour is called Hell is in Bloom Tour 2022. 
We also have Wednesday 13 announcing their 20 Years of Fear tour. The track starts on March 23rd in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it concludes May 7th in Sacramento, California. So 20 Years of Fear tour by Wednesday 13. We also have Dream Theater announced their rescheduled North American tour dates. That starts from February 2nd in Mesa, Arizona and concludes March 21st, Austin, Texas. And keep your eyes peeled for all the grunge fans out there. Pearl Jam is going to be announcing eventually soon a North American tour 2022. As soon as they release those tour dates, I'll definitely get the word out for you guys. We also have Three Days Grace announcing a short trek. Three Days Grace will be starting a little small truck tour from Huntsville, Alabama, April 19th, and ends in Minneapolis, Minnesota, May 7th. So if you're any hard rockers out there like Three Days Grace, check them out. Look like the Bay Stripe Back Tour, Testament Exodus and Death Angel. They just added another two, four, five, five more dates to the tour. Um, those five dates can be Orlando, Florida, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and, and Sacramento, California. For all the black metal fans out there, we have the True Mayhem. It's going to be tag teaming up with Waiting. Now it's in our North American Spring Tour. The trek starts in Sacramento, I'm sorry, San Francisco, California, March 7th, and ends right here in the Chicagoland area, Joy, Illinois, at the Forge, April 3rd. So for all the black metal fans out there, the True Mayhem and Waiting co-headlining tour. We also have Welcome to Rockville that's going to be held May 19th to the 22nd year 2022 and it's going to be happening at the Daytona International Speedway and they did announce the headliners for the four nights. Night one's going to be head by Kiss. Night two is going to be held by Corn. Night three is going to be held by Guns N' Roses and night four is going to be held by the Foo Fighters. And those who in the UK and Europe who have tickets to see Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest the tour that was originally was, was supposed to happen in 2020, I believe 2020, well, was postponed to 2021, and they decided to post it to next year, 2022. Well, look like they just postponed it for another year, so you're just going to have to wait two more years to see Ozzy and Priest in the UK. They made a last-minute decision again to year 2023. So, if you want to see it, a, 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 a dream tour of two heavy metal icons over in the UK, you just have to wait a little more longer now. So, hold on those tickets. Hopefully, it'll move it anymore. Hopefully, it'll move it to year 2024. It's crazy. All right. So, there's your touring update. And if I get any more information on upcoming tours for year 2022, like I said, follow me on Twitter, Riffs and Body Slams. Definitely try to retweet it. So you guys won't miss out any kick-ass tours that's coming in the town near you. for New Music Friday where we highlight all releases new releases coming out when it comes to singles uh, new records what's not so we're going to be covering November 19th 
Friday, November 19th edition of New Music Friday. So anybody who's a, a Rainbow fan, a classic rock band led by Richie Blackmore, obviously every, every, anybody doesn't know, Richie Blackmore has his own folk, we call it folk, folk, F-O-L-K, folk type music, medieval type music. So Blackmore Knights just released Winter Carols, re-release. Converge just released their new record, Blood Moon. Then we have the new Exodus record, Persona Nagrata. Kiss just released a Destroyer Super Deluxe Edition. We have two Lizzie Borden records just came out as a re-release from Metal Blade Records. Deal with the Devil Vinyl and the Master of Disguise Vinyl. Obscura just released a new record, A Validation. Pathology just released the Everlasting Plague. Sabaton. Sabaton just released two records. Uh, one of them is a Blu-ray DVD. Or actually, both of them are. The 20th Anniversary Show and The Great Show Blu-ray. And then we have Volumes just released their new record, Happier, from the Fearless Records. We also have Shallow the Sun just released Moonflowers by Century Media. And there is your November 19th new music releases. All right, so we're going to go jump right into November 26th, New Music Friday. Black Label Society just released their brand speaking record called Dim Crew Inc. Highly recommend and check it out. It's a rocker like always from Zach and the Boys. Corrosion of Conformity just released Sleeping Martyr. I believe it's like a box set or a greatest hits between year 2000 and 2005. Cynic just released a new record, Ascension Codes. Deep Purple just released a new music called Turning to Crime. Helmet just released a new record called Live and Rare. Hiccupercy. Just released their new album, Worship. And it looks like we got a bunch of re-releases from In Flames. Um, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and run down their records. The albums they're going to be re-releasing from Nuclear Blast, The Clemen, Culinary, Come Clarity, The Juster Race, Lunar, Reroute to Remain, A Sense of Purpose, Soundtrack to Escape, the Tokyo Showdown, Use and Abuse, and Huracle. So all these albums are going to be released from Nuclear Blast for In Flames. So any In Flames, Sweeting Death Metal type metal fans out there interested, uh, Nuclear Blast are re-releasing these albums. So go check them out. We also have Lordy releasing Lord University. Megadeth is re-releasing their Night in Buenos Aires record. Rhapsody on Fire is releasing Gloria of Salvation. Smith and Cotson is releasing Better Days. So Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden, Richie Cotson, who is in Winery Dogs, they're releasing their duo solo album called Better Days. So there is your November, November 26, New Music Friday. So I'm going to be posting on Twitter here a poll on what you guys think. So I'm going to do something a little fun. I'm going to try to do this every every podcast, a little get more interactive with you guys. And I figure, what a way to start off with this. So... I figure we do like a fatal four-way or a triple threat or a one-on-one. 
you know, what's, you know, would you rather prefer this album or this album versus each other? Or if you have the top five of these bands in this genre, who would you face off of who would be the last man standing? So just a kind of a little theme you can kind of keep in your mind of what, what a little gist of what you can expect out of these. I'm going to be posting a poll on Twitter. I want to hear you what you guys think. Okay. And then once I get the results, I'm going to try to get the results on the podcast and see what you guys chose. So the topic here is the big four. Now, is anybody wondering what is the big four? People are not into metal, not into thrash metal in general. Obviously, the big four, the big four of thrash metal, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. Those are the big four, the big key components of thrash metal. So, obviously, we're going to be having another topic in the poll about expanding the top four. Now, that's that's something for another time. So right now, we're going to be having a fatal four-way match here to see who has the best debut album out of the big four. So I'm going to name them really quick. So number one, Metallica's Kill Em All. Classic. Classic. Classic with Cliff Burton in their playing bass. All right. That's number one. Number two, Slayers Slayer Show No Mercy Okay Another Thrasher Number 3 Megadeth Kellen is my business And business is good Okay So just remember Dave Mustaine left Metallica In the very early days Before Kill Em All And started his own band Called Megadeth So just remember that and number four, Anthrax, Fistful of Muddle. So these are these big four, the big four debut albums. Only one will survive out of this fatal four-way. One of these debut albums will, hand her, will have their hand risen at the very end. Now, well, we, we, we could talk about this all night, just, just on this podcast alone. And me personally, I love all four of them. Yes, Metallica's Kill 'Em All is the you know the start of the thrash movement. Okay, obviously Metal Blade Records released her back in the '80s, their compilation record. Um, I mean, I believe the Metal Metal Massacre. I could be wrong. Don't quote it on me. That's a complication CD where they add a bunch of bands onto one CD so everybody get a taste of what styles is on the Middle Blade Records at the time. And Metallica was on that record. Along with Slayer, I believe. And Metallica released their first EP, uh, No Life to Leather, with Dave Mustaine on lead guitar. And obviously, everybody, anybody who do know about the history between Dave Mustaine and Metallica, for those who don't, really quickly, obviously Dave Mustaine got fired from Metallica uh, for, for, for according to the stories, for him being reckless and being an alcoholic would let him out the band. But eventually, Dave Mustaine started Megadeth. He, you know what? He, he went to start Megadeth. And he, you know what he said? I'm going to make this band faster. I'm going to make this band harder than Metallica. And guess what? That's what he did. And there are songs to prove it. Obviously, Metallica's Four Horsemen, which is on Kill em All, Slow Pace, Good Head Banging, Riffs. And then you got Dave Mustaine, who written that song. Now Metallica owns it, but he but Dave Mustaine written that song and changed it up. Spelled that bad boy up a little faster and changed the name to The Mechanics, which is on Killing Is My Business. So obviously oh also Rattlehead. 
Rattlehead, obviously, Carrie King from Slayer played on that for a little bit. So, personally for me, Kill Em All is the definite answer for me. Now, Slayer Show Mercy, another thrasher, I believe is somewhat the epitome of black metal, dark metal, whatever you may call it. Show No Mercy it's it's dark. I love it. Very evil. No, Anthrax, Fistful of Metal. Again, it's a thrash album. Anthrax coming from the, the east coast of New York. I Obviously, Megadeth, Metallica, Slayers coming from the Bay Area of California. So you have a first thrash metal band coming from the east coast. Not knowing what, what's going on in the west coast. So it's a fantastic album, and I'm kind of kind of tell you here is Metallica and Anthrax came off the Megaforce record, Johnny Z, and you also have Megadeth coming from Combat Records, and Slayer was on Metal Blade. So I'll let you guys choose who is going to come out as the winner is the big four debut albums. I'm going to let you guys figure it out, okay? I'm going to put a poll on Twitter right now, and then I'm going to definitely give you guys the answer what you guys chose. What is the best big four debut album? So you guys kind of get a recurring theme and what kind of poll I'm going to be doing on here. Try to change it up a little bit. Maybe next week. Who knows? Who knows? What's what top five? You know. You know. Metal bands. The creation of metal. Like a top five or a top four. You know. Who 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 define metal? Who is? I mean, I'm gonna try to be creative. I want you guys to fight to see who's gonna be the top album, top band, top song. And see what what's the best. I'm gonna just gonna have a little fun. I'm gonna have a little fun. I'm gonna try to do this every 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 podcast and get your guys' opinion on Twitter. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and get into the news and what's going on in the world of rock and heavy metal. So this is a pretty good story here. Metal Church. The members are already somewhat talking for, to each other for the very first time since Mike Hall. Mike Howell passed away. Rest in peace, Mike Howell. So it's kind of good to see the Metal Church guys getting back together, chit-chat with each other, kind of see what's the next step for Metal Church. I personally would love to see them continue on, but we'll see. We'll see what the guys do. Take it slow and... Who never knows? We might see Metal Church back on the road again, or a show or two. Carmine Apice repeats claim that John Bonham's triplet bass drum motif was inspired by his work with Vanilla Fludge. So anybody knows about Carmine Apice? Uh, obviously he played a really popular band in the 70s, Vanilla Fudge. Obviously, his brother Vinny, who played with Sabbath and Dio. So, that was a very interesting article. Tony Iommi, speaking of Sabbath, releases new soul song called Scent of Dark. And he's kind of presenting a song with his new clone. So, if you happen to be looking for a new clone to or a new scent that you'd like to wear... Tony Yomi's is bringing out his own cologne. So keep your eyes peeled. Maybe it's available now. So if you're a fan of Sabbath and fan of the, the Riffmaster himself, you got a brand spanking new fragrance coming out. Howard Jones, formerly of Killswitch Engage, which he now fronts like the Torch, Torch um, is doing a collab with Jared Dines, the YouTube guitar sensation called Scion and they're releasing a single called Drown so check it out 
And then lastly, we'll send our condolences to Hank Von Hell from the Norwegian best known from the punk rock band Turbo Negro. So send our condolences to Hank Von Hell who died and passed away November 19th. So rest in peace, Hank, and your music will live on. So that's what's going on in the world of rock and heavy metal news at this moment. But again, if you have any more news you feel like you're missing out of or you want to stay on top of, follow me on Twitter. Definitely will try to retweet it. And definitely check on here in the podcast and definitely we'll get the news out to you guys. So that was your riffs portion of the show. And let's slide right into the Body Slam professional wrestling world because we got a lot going on over there as well. Before we get on with the results of professional wrestling, we're going to jump in right into the news, the breaking news of what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Obviously, the big news making around the Monday Night Raw edition, which we will be reviewing uh, next podcast, which is the Monday before Thanksgiving. Obviously, the big news is a fan jumped over the rails at Monday Night Raw and attacked Seth Rollins on the entranceway ramp. So it's crazy, man. This is happening way too much this year. Fans jumping over the rails, attacking wrestlers, attempting to get in the ring, and doing that is very, very stupid. There's no reason you should be jumping over the rails. There's no reason you should be touching a professional wrestler unless you're doing a meet and greet, shaking their hands or hugging them. But don't be climbing over the rails. It's stupid. Uh, I'm not sure where you're trying to get out of it. Maybe attention, but it's, it's stupid. It's you're making your making yourself look bad. But don't do it. Either I mean, for many reasons. One, you're gonna get your ass beat by a wrestler. Two, you're gonna get your ass beat by security cards. Now three, you'll be arrested. And prosecute it. So don't do it. So this fan who attacked Seth Rollins on the Monday Night Raw edition before Thanksgiving, the fan is 24-year-old Elias Spencer, charged Seth Rollins out of nowhere. So apparently he ran down the steps, like the, the main concourse steps, went all the way up to the front of the barricades, hopped the rails, snuck around Seth Rollins. We had his face, you know, towards the ring, and the fans snuck right on him, jumped on him, started attacking him. Seen the video, fan filled uh, videos. Fan trying to beat the crap out of him before security guards came and took him away. Rollins, Rollins kind of you know, looked pissed off and cussing, but when the cameras turned on him, obviously everything went back to normal. So apparently Spencer told the Daily News he was trying to assist Rollins' rival during the Monday Night Raw show and wanted to settle a beef dating back to 2019 over what happens to appear to be a cat fishing scam concluded by someone posing as a popular wrestler. So, apparently this guy's just been making fake Seth Rollins' Facebook page or some kind of social media page. Um, been taking it down many times, especially by his wife, uh, Becky Lynch, and his fan took it personally. Bought a ticket, went to the Monday Night Raw, hopped the rails, just attack him, just to settle his beef. Uh, I, 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 I don't know, man. This is 
crazy, crazy people out there these days. But seriously, don't jump over the rails. I mean, it's, it's why? Why would you do that? And it's like that for any other sport. You got people jumping over uh, the rails at football games, especially baseball games too. People just jumping over the rails and start running on outfield. For what reason? You're going to make yourself look like an ass? You're going to get your ass beat by security guards and you're going to get arrested and potentially get banned, especially at baseballs. People will get banned at ballparks. Don't be that jackass. Come on, man. You're just going to ruin the experience, ruin the fun. So come on. So Seth is doing okay, doing good. Nothing requires him to go to the hospital from the fan, but... Scary moment, another fan jumping over the rails again. Ric Flair started his own podcast called The Woo Nation, which is kind of revealing on his feelings on WWE, stating he will never go back to WWE. Not just because of Vince McMahon, but it's because Nick Khan. And from what I'm reading from his quotes coming from his podcast, stating that, um, quick little recap, that obviously they took the woo off the intro of the program every time uh, Raw Smackdown begins. The, the woo that's coming from Ric Flair has been removed from the intro. Now, obviously, they took any of his name and licenses coming off the program. And I believe their website as well, their merch and all that stuff. And obviously, with the whole the man gimmick, which I understand, Ric Flair is the man. But with Becky Lynch using that name, um, obviously, in the past, caused a controversy and legal actions between Flair and WWE. So it's definitely a little heat there. On WWE using that catchphrase. But let me pull out the quote here. There were, and, and, and I quote, there are no discussions at all, Flair said. I told him it's my man that my word is pretty much my bond unless they did something really stupid to me. And he continued on, then I will never go to work for the competition. Now they've done some really stupid stuff, so that door is open now. But I have not talked to Tony Khan. I have not heard a word from him. I watch all the shows. I appreciate the athletes and the people that are involved in it. But I'm not actually in discussion with anybody. Yes, I would go work for Tony Khan, but I will never go back to WWE. So, don't expect to be... You know, expect Ric Flair to return back to the WWE. Uh, obviously, he's 70 in his 70s. Obviously, we don't expect him back to be in the ring wrestling, but as a uh, you know, a, a legend contract of sorts, appearing on the shows, especially alongside with Charlotte. Um, definitely not see me. You know, I'm not gonna see Rick anytime soon in the WWE, especially with Nick Khan being in charge. Alongside with Vince McMahon. Other news across the country. We have New Japan Pro Wrestling just announced that they're going to be facing NOAA, the wrestling company. New Japan versus NOAA is going to be set for night number three of Wrestle Kingdom number 16 in Yomaha. Portion of the proceeds are going to Japanese Red Cross. So this is pretty exciting. You got New Japan NJPW versus Noah. Two promotions colliding. Night three of Wrestle Kingdoms. The three nights. That's pretty cool. So keep your eyes peeled in the first week of January for Wrestle Kingdom. Definitely GMO will be on top of it. Definitely going to be watching it. Definitely we'll get the results to you guys. Let you guys know how the show went.
GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, just announced that they just sold out the Hamstein Ballroom for January 23rd. So it was a solo overnight history. So if you're trying to get your tickets for GCW at the Hammerstein Ballroom, all sold out. So you happen to know somebody who bought them, they're trying to sell them, or a third-party site, that's your only chance to get into the show. The Young Bucks just extended by two years for their AEW's contract. So expect to see the Bucks another more two years in AEW. So, Kenny Mega lost the title to Hangman Page, which we will be reviewing AEW's full gear. He also just dropped the AAA Mega Champion as well due to his injuries. So the title's vacant, and they're going to have a multi-man match for the vacant title at Triple Mania down in Mexico. So far, we have Bandito, El Hijo de Vecinico, Samurai de Sol, formerly known as Kalisco from WWE. We also have Jay Lethal and Bobby Fish. So I'll be taking part of a five-way match for the vacant title down in Triple Mania. We also have Bandito, who is the current Ring of Honor champion. He'll be facing Jonathan Gresham at Final Battle, Saturday, November 11th. So Bandito got big roles, big shoes to fill here. Obviously, Triple Mania is going to be held in Monterey, Mexico. Obviously, Fight TV is going to be carrying it live in English and Spanish. Other matches on the card is going to be Kane Velasquez, Psycho Clown, and Pagano versus L.A. Park, Ray Scorpion, and Tarius. We also have the AAA Tag Team Champions, FTR. It's going to be facing the Lucha Brothers. And then we have Dragon Lee and Jalisco versus Laredo Kid and a Mystery Partner. So... A big show, big show. The Finbidden Door is open, and we got a bunch of AEW guys going on to Mexico for Triple Mania. So keep your eyes out, and definitely try to get the result for that for you guys as well. And lastly, more WWE releases again. Another. This is probably like round number six, round number seven. So WWE just released another list. So I want to kind of give you the wrestlers that got released last week. Ashante Donis, Drake Maverick, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jackson Ryder, John Morrison, Shane Thorne, Tegan Knox, and Top Dalla. So there is your next wave, the next batch of WWE releases. So it's crazy. I have to go back and look and see how many wrestlers got released so far for year 2021. Obviously, these releases supposed to be, you know, annually after WrestleMania. Clean house a little bit. But you got like five or six, seven batches, especially your top draw-making wrestlers. Gone. So the roster is getting smaller. Same guys fighting each other. Same old boring Raw and SmackDown. I mean, unless you're a fan of them, me personally, keep your eyes peeled for AEW. You never know who might show up. Obviously, AEW announced going to be returning. Winter is coming in December. Any, anybody who remember winter is coming from last year, Sting made his surprise debut at AEW. So can we see a debut in year 2022 for Winter is Coming? Yeah, we'll keep your eyes peeled. We'll try to see if I can find any rumors out there. But as of right now, nothing yet so far. But if I do, I'll definitely let you guys know. So that's the hot topics and what's going on in the world. Professional wrestling news. Hey, man, let's get right into the results. We've got a lot to cover here.
All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into WWE's Raw, November 8th, results. We have AG Styles, Omos, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode defeated Randy Orton, Riddle, and Angelo Dawkins, and Monte Ford in the eight-man tag team match. We have Bobby Lashley defeated Dominic Mysterio. Big E defeated Chad Gable. Drake Maverick defeated Reggie. Akira Tozara defeated Drake Maverick. Corey Graves defeated Akira Tozawa. And Byron Saxon defeated Corey Graves. Drake Maverick defeated Byron Saxon. And Reggie defeated Drake Maverick. So those pass... Six matches I just announced was all related to the WWE 24-7 champion. Liv Morgan defeated Karamala and Queen Zelina. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley in a five-way match to become the number one contender for the WWE Raw's Women's Champion. And lastly, we have Seth Rollins defeated Kevin Owens by countout. And that was your WWE Raw November 8th results. Up next, we had NXT's 2.0, November 9th results. Toxic Attraction defeated Eero Shirai, Casey Gazzano, and Caden Carter in a six-woman tag team match. Up next, we had Kaylee Ray defeated Sarai. Joe Gacy defeated Boa by DQ. Diamond Mine defeated Jack Time. Cameron Grimes defeated Rufeng. Solo Sokoa defeated Grayson Waller and LNA in a triple threat match. Electra Lopez defeated Erica Yan. And lastly, Pete Dunn defeated Carmelo Hayes. And that was your NXT 2.0 November 9th results. Up um, next, we have AEW's Dynamite November 10th results. Brian Danielson defeated Rocky Romero. Thunder Rosa defeated Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, and Rebel in a six-woman tag team match. And Thunder Rosa along with Tay and Anna Jay. Jungle Boy defeated Anthony Bowens. Warlow defeated Wheeler Yuta. Leah Roche and Dante Martin defeated Matt Seidel and Lee Morty. Next, we have Pack defeated Dax Harwood. And that was your AEW's Dynamite November 10th results. Up next, we had Impact Wrestling November 11th results. Bull Club, Hecaleo, and Chris Bay defeated Finjuice, the comprised of Dave Finley and Juice Robinson, to become the number one contenders for the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion. Up next, we have Minoru Suzuki defeated Caleb with AK. Next, we had Decay defeated Kimberly and Brandy Lauren. Next, we have the women's match. Mercedes uh, Martinez defeated Madison Rain. Up next, Rohit Raju defeated Rocky Romero. And lastly, Eddie Edwards defeated Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey in a triple threat match to become the number one contender for Impact World Championship. And that was your Impact Wrestling November 11th results. Up next, we had WWE SmackDown November 12th results. Sasha Bank, Naomi, and Alaya defeated Shotzi Blackheart, Shannon Blazer, and Natalia in a six-woman tag team match. Up next, we had Lothros with the prize of Angel Garza and Herberto Carrillo defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Books. Up next, we have Jeff Hardy defeated Sami Zayn. 
And lastly, we had King Woods defeated Roman Reigns by DQ. And that was your SmackDown November 12th results. Um, next, we got AEW's Rampage, November 12th results. Jungle Boy defeated Bobby Fish. Jade Cargill defeated Santana Garrett. Dante Martin defeated Aria Davari. And lastly, Matt Hardy defeated Orange Cassidy in a Lumberjack match. That was your AEW Rampage, November 12th results. Alright, so I'm next we have AEW's Full Gear, November 13th, 2021 edition. The buy-in pre-show, Akira Shida and Thunder Rosa defeated Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter. MJF defeated Darby Allen. The Lucha Brothers defeated FTR to retain the AEW's World Tag Team Champion. Brian Danielson defeated Miro and the AEW's World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final Match. Christian, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express defeated Super Click in a six-man tag team match and a false count anywhere match. Then we have Cody Rhodes and Pac defeated Malachi Black and Andre Alito. Dr. Britt Baker defeated Ty Conti to retain the EW's Women's Championship. CM Punk defeated Eddie Kingston. The Inner Circle defeated the American Top Team in a 10-man Minneapolis street fight. And then lastly, the main event, Hangman Adam Page defeated Kenny Omega to win the AEW's World Champion. And that was your AEW's full gear results. All right, up next we have Ring of Honors. Honor for All, November no, November 14th results. Tyler Russ defeated Tracy Williams in a pure rules match. Holiday defeated Quinn McKay. Trish Adora and Vita Von Starr in a four-corner survival match. The Briscoe Brothers defeated the Second Gear Crew for the GCW World Tag Team Championship. Jonathan Gresham defeated Brody King in a singles match to determine the number of contender for the ROH World Champion. The OGK, comprised of Matt Taven and Matt, uh, Matt Bennett, defeated LaFacone of Encrebios, the Dragon Lee and Kenning King tag team for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion. In the main event, Bandito defeated Demonica Flamita in the no disqualification match. And that was your Ring of Honor, Honor for All, November 14th results. All right, so we're going to zip right into WWE Raw, November 15th results. Big E and Riddle defeated the Usos by DQ. Seth Rollins and the Usos defeated Big E, Randy Orton, Riddle in a six-man tag team match. Bianca Belair defeated Dapina. The Street, the Street Profits defeated Alpha Academy. Queen Zelina defeated Nikki A.S.H. Rhea Ripley defeated Carmella. Kevin Owens defeated Finn Balor. E.G. Styles almost defeated the Dirty Dogs. And lastly, Bobby Lashley defeated Rhea Mysterio. That was your WWE Raw November 15th results. Up next, we have NXT November 16th results. Tony D'Angelo defeated Dexter Loomis. Odyssey Jones and Jack Time defeated Diamond Mine in a six-man tag team match. Zion Quinn defeated Andre Chase. 
Von Wagner and Kyle Riley defeated Josh Briggs and Brooks Johnson. Parisia Parada defeated Gabby Stephens and Jenny Levy in a two-on-one handicap match. And lastly, we have Raquel Don, uh, Gonzalez defeated Dakota Kai by DQ. And that was your NXT November 16th results. Up next, we have AEW's November 17th results. Brian Danielson defeated Evil Uno. Orange Cassidy and Tormahiro Ishii defeated The Butcher and The Blade. Nyla Rose defeated Hakura Shida in the AEW's TBS Championship Tournament quarterfinal match. Nate Martin and Leah Rush defeated the claim. And lastly, Sam Guevara defeated Jay Lethal to retain the AEW's TNT Championship. Now it's the AEW November 17th results. Alright, up next we have Impact Wrestling's November 18th results. Steve McLean defeated Laredo Kidd. The Inspirations defeated Kimberly and Brandy Lauren. Dak Gallows defeated Hecaleo. The Demon Crazy Steve and Black Taurus defeated Johnny Swinger, Hernandez, and Falabala in a six-man tag team match. And lastly, Josh Alexander defeated Marnora Suzuki. And that was your Impact Wrestling November 18th results. Um, next, we had WWE SmackDown November 19th results. Sheamus defeated Ricochet and Cesaro and Jinder Mahal in a fatal four-way match to decide the final member of the SmackDown Survivor Series team. Up next, we have the moments match of Shannon Baszler and Natalya defeated Aliyah and Naomi. Next, we have Jeff Hardy defeated Mad Cat Moss. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Angel Gozaro. And lastly, we have Shasha Shasha I can speak. Sasha Banks defeated Shotzi Blackheart. And that was your WWE SmackDown November 19th results. And lastly, we have AEW's Rampage November 19th. Darby Allen defeated Billy Gunn. Jay Cargill defeated Red Velvet in the AEW's TBS Championship Tournament quarterfinal match. And lastly, the main event, Jurassic Express defeated Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. And that was your AEW's Rampage November 19 results. All right, so the last two results we're going to be reviewing is Impact Wrestling's Turning Point and WWE's Survivor Series. So let's jump right into Impact Wrestling Turning Point 2021. We have Finn Juice versus Rohit Raju and Raj Singh with Finn Juice with a victory. Up next, we have the Digital Media Championship match of Jordan Grace versus Chelsea Green. With Jordan Grace with the victory. Up next, we have Chris Sabian versus Ace Austin. With Chris Sabian as the winner. Up next, we have Rich Swan versus VSK, which VSK couldn't able to wrestle against Rich Swan. So we had Brian Meyer, Brian Meyer as his replacement. So we had Rich Swan defeated Brian Myers. Up next, we have Matt Cordona versus W. Morrissey. With W. Morrissey defeating Matt Cordona. Up next, we have the knockout tag team champions of Decay versus the Inspiration. With the Inspiration walking out as the winners. Up 
Up next, we have the X Division Championship match of Trey Miguel versus Steve Macklin versus Laredo Kid. With Trey Miguel walking out as the winner. Up next, we have the Knockouts Championship match of Mickey James versus Mercedes Martinez. With Mickey James walking out with a victory. Up next, we have the Impact Tag Team Title match the Good Brothers versus Bullet Club. With the Good Brothers walking out with a victory. And up next, we have the Full Metal Mayhem for the Impact World Title. Moose versus Eddie Edwards. With Moose defeating Edwards. And that was your Impact Wrestling Turning Point Results. And lastly, we're going to be covering... WWE's Survivor Series results. Alright, let's jump right into it. We have the Intercontinental Championship match of Shinsuke Nakamura versus the U.S. Champion Damian Priest with Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Damian Priest. Up next, we have Raw's Women Champion Becky Lynch versus SmackDown's Champion Charlotte Flair. With Becky Lynch defeating Flair by pinfall. Up next, we have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown with Team Raw with the victory, with Seth Rollins as a sole survivor. Up next, we have the 25-man battle royal. And the last man standing in the battle royal is Omos, winning the 25-man battle royal. Up next, we have the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro versus SmackDown, the Usos. With RK Bro defeating the Usos. Up next, we had Team Raw, the women's match, versus Team SmackDown, with Team Raw defeating Team SmackDown, with Bianca Belair as the sole survivor. Up next, we had WWE Champion Big E versus the Universal Champion Roman Reigns, with Roman Reigns defeating Big E via pinfall. And that was your WWE Survivor Series 2021 edition results. So there is all your results, your news, new music Friday, tour announcements, two weeks worth of news and try not to avoid doing long periods of not being on here. Obviously, Christmas is down the road. We are on the road to Christmas mania. So we're past Thanksgiving, storm trooping through the month of November. And before you know it, December will be here. So happy holidays to everybody. Hope everybody had an awesome Thanksgiving. Hope everybody is being safe out there. And like I said, follow me on Twitter, Rips and Body Slams. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Feel free to send me an email at Rips and Body Slams at gmail.com. And as always, my friends, take care of each other. Be safe. And until next time, my friends, stay safe and stay metal. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>